When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2697. All right, so yesterday was the big Destination D23 event over at Walt Disney World in Florida, and there were a couple of Star Wars-related panels, or actually one panel and one bit about Star Wars within a larger presentation, and I'm going to talk to you about highlights from that today. Punch it! <laughs> Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So the Destination D23 event that's happening is happening over the course of a couple of days, but the Star Wars related stuff happened on Saturday. And so yeah, that's what we're basically talking about here. So there was a larger presentation that had to do with sort of the future of Disney parks and whatnot. And within that, there was an extended segment about Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. They demonstrated, so this got reported on a while ago about a lightsaber, like an actual functioning lightsaber to some degree. <laughs> And they actually brought it out and showed it off in the live stream in this presentation. So it sure looks darn impressive, but you know, how it actually works, they didn't bother to explain. They just said, hey, you might have read some rumors about this lightsaber thing. Uh, yeah, it's a real thing. You want to see it? And they lit it up on the stage and it looks amazing but you know what the actual properties are they didn't say anything like that they just said oh you know this is Ray's and she let us borrow it and now we're going to take it backstage and see it later so they lit it up on the stage but they didn't deactivate it on the stage they just took it off so yeah that's kind of fascinating just in and of itself and I guess I may as well just start since <laughs> I already went there like this is basically you know takeaway number one from this situation which has to do with you know everything from that part of the D23 presentation. So I gotta say, they had some fascinating stuff. Like they mentioned that the galactic diva that performs during the dinner on the first night, whose name is Gaia, and she's a, a Twi'lek. She's from Ryloth, and we'll get to more about her later. But you're actually going to get to see a snippet of her performance on an ABC holiday special, not a Star Wars holiday special, an ABC holiday special on November 28th. So I'll be fascinated to check that out for sure. And as far as the lightsaber, they went on to talk about the lightsaber training situation and also the bridge experience as well. Oh, I didn't want to start with this, but this is kind of where I ended up going with this because they showed a bit of what happens in the lightsaber training academy and like, uh, I'm, I don't know, you know, initial impressions you know, weren't necessarily all that great for me. I don't know. Like it just... I've had the opportunity to do the lightsaber training with the Oculus inside the Vader Immortal situation, and that 
felt like that experience compared to what I was seeing in the video that they showed during this, it seems like the Oculus is you know, more of a, a realistic, more immersive experience in its way. And I think it has to do with just the limitations of the technology. Like when you're standing there in real time and having little you know, blaster bolts or blaster laser type things fired at you, it is a continuous string of light that you're swinging a lightsaber through as opposed to what you experience in say the virtual reality situation. So yeah, Ugh, yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, and then they also gave a little preview of the bridge experience as well, where you're actually controlling systems on the Halcyon, which is the big star cruiser. And you know, it looks fun, but you know, it just looks fun. And they also talked about how you will eventually get to fend off <laughs> an attack by First Order TIE Fighters, and so they gave some preview of that, and it basically looks like a very impressive video game situation where one person was actually doing the targeting and one person was doing the firing. It, you know, it's incredibly amazing in terms of what they showed. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's not necessarily the thing that I feel like really sells the Star Cruiser experience, at least, you know, for me as somebody who would love to be able to go someday. I'm not definitely not going to be someone who can be there on day one whatsoever. But, you know, anybody who aspires to do something like this or to have the ability to do something like this, I don't know if those are the best ways to experience it off the top. Really, the things that sold the experience a lot better were the reveals and discussions that happened in the Star Cruiser specific panel later in the day. So let me get to that stuff because that was definitely more exciting. So the world building panel that happened in the afternoon on Saturday was moderated by Ashley Eckstein, who is, of course, the voice of Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars and an absolute delight, the founder of her universe. Oh yeah, always wonderful to see Ashley Eckstein leading a panel and she's just wonderful. So the panel discussion featured folks from Walt Disney Imagineering and also Matt Martin from Lucasfilm Story Group, people all involved in the creation of this and what an amazing situation this is. Like, it's just, what they've created is astounding. And what I'm talking about particularly for the second takeaway is the way that the story plays out. So it sounds like, as we learn more about the whole Galactic Star Cruiser experience, that it is kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure situation, and there's some sort of data pad experience that happens when you go to Galaxy's Edge, and I have not been to Galaxy's Edge, so I'm not familiar with that whole situation, but basically they're expanding the use of the data pad experience to help create this kind of choose-your-own-adventure situation where as you encounter certain characters within the Galactic Star Cruiser experience, the data pad will then become sort of a point of contact for you and these characters that are part of the whole immersive experience. And the choices that you make with these characters and with the inquiries and the messages that you get on your data pad are supposedly going to help drive your experience of the story along. So just whatever kind of data crunching that they're doing behind the scenes for this is just I, I cannot wait to find out more about it once it actually goes live and we can kind of see even a little bit more behind the curtain on this because it's just amazing. Like they talk about how 
you might be involved in a little side mission helping a character do something and then as you're back off on your own experience you might get a little note on your data pad saying hey did you see any wookies running around like that being an inquiry from a first order person and you can decide whether you're going to you know keep the resistance activities a secret or whether you're going to collaborate with the First Order and help them try to bust what's happening on the Star Cruiser. And as far as the story itself goes, well, apparently the Star Cruiser has been retrofitted to be a quote-unquote rum runner. That's how it was described in the panel. So essentially they are smuggling supplies for the Resistance and there is at least one character on board who is not who the character says the character is or is supposed to be and is actually looking to join up with the resistance on Batu, and that becomes apparently an important factor in the story and you get to help this person you get to help the overall mission to run supplies to Batu for the resistance and I guess Part of this as well has to do with like the First Order's incursion on it is the fact that there is a lieutenant who had a desk job, was just doing data analysis and realized that wherever the Halcyon was docking, there were little pockets of resistance that would pop up and he brought it to his commanding officer and the commanding officer said, all right, that sounds fascinating, you go investigate. And so this lieutenant with the First Order is boarding the Halcyon almost immediately after you're boarding it as a passenger and is conducting an investigation where they're going to dig around and try and find out what is really happening and whether the ship and its crew itself are working with or for the resistance. So for a third takeaway, I think that neatly leads itself into characters that we're going to meet in this story and how the whole mission situation is supposed to play out. So we have the captain of the ship who has essentially been recruited into the resistance who has retrofitted part of the cargo hold of the halcyon to be able to smuggle supplies for the resistance there's this mechanic sammy who is not necessarily really a mechanic who is somebody else that's the person i was mentioning who is going to be joining up with the resistance number two there's a cruise director who is also working with a very lovable droid and the lovable droid has a bunch of deep dark resistance secrets and there is a point during the storytelling where you are essentially deciding whether you're going to help the cruise director protect this droid from falling into first order hands. And so as far as how the story plays out, just spinning back a little bit to that, over time and over the course of the two days and two nights, you're supposed to have situations where you end up developing a relationship with this cruise director to the point of whether the cruise director can trust you with missions that can either keep the droid out of first order hands or deliver the droid into first resistance hands and you get to make those decisions somehow and it affects how your experience plays out and the thing i mentioned about whether the first order saw a wookie running around or was getting reports about wookies running around well apparently that's chewbacca that is actually chewbacca he was name checked in this panel and so Somehow Chewbacca is apparently aboard the Halcyon as well, and you may actually encounter him too. And I think that's probably the marquee situation of all of this. I mean, yes, interesting new characters, but if Chewbacca is a part of this, well, holy cow. 
and this Gaia character, the diva who will be singing during the first night dinner shows, well, apparently she is working to ensure that Ryloth stays free and she does a song about power, according to the folks on the panel. And it's basically kind of a subtle wink to the fact that she's all about power and one thing that causes people to have power is access to coaxium and so there is a mission that you may get to go on where you get to deliver coaxium and so they figured out how to integrate the experiences of the galactic star cruiser and galaxy's edge where if you're doing this thing the time that you spend in Galaxy's Edge isn't just the time that you would normally spend in Galaxy's Edge and play it around, apparently, but you may also be given missions based on the relationships you develop to perform within Galaxy's Edge, like maybe delivering some coaxium things to Hondo Anaka, for example. They've been thinking about this stuff for years, and Matt Martin talked about how he's been having meetings every week with all the people involved in this project for you know quite a long time, and it's been you know, one of his favorite collaborations, he says, and just, yeah, the amount of work that goes into something like this, I think that's the thing that just blows my mind most of all, just getting even the smallest sense of how enormous an enterprise this is. It's just astounding. For a fourth takeaway, then I'll also talk about, since I just mentioned Matt, like the whole connected story situation. So one of the things that he got to talk about was about the Halcyon's history and how we'll learn more about it. So it was apparently started way back in the High Republic times, haha, and there are going to be stories in the third wave of phase one of the High Republic storytelling, which happens in January, 2022, where we're actually gonna get to see the Halcyon starting to participate within High Republic stories. There's something about a systems malfunction on Starlight and the Halcyon being able to take Starlight Beacon to a place in need. And apparently we're gonna learn more about that story sometime next year, early next year. There's also storytelling related to the Halcyon, which you know, if I need to say it, if I didn't say it, is the ship that you're boarding that's part of Chandrila Starlines. It's the crown jewel in their galactic luxury star cruising tour. So there's apparently a story that we're going to get with Padme and Anakin spending time on the star cruiser and how, I guess at the time, it was being run as a casino ship by the Huts, and there's a story about a Republic senator and some corruption and um, colluding with the Separatists and so forth, and so that is a story that's gonna be coming out at some point, I think as part of the Marvel Comics thing, the Halcyon Legacy series, and then there's gonna be another story about how during the dark times when the Empire was in charge that it fell under Imperial control, and it was used as sort of a high-end retreat for officers and whatnot, and Lando and Hondo apparently pull off some kind of heist <laughs> and steal some jewels from it at that point. And then after the fall of the Empire, that's when Chandrila Starlines is you know, kind of formally founded and it gets back onto its pre-fall uh, pre of the Republic footing, I guess. <laughs> And Matt says, and this is probably, you know, another one of those sort of marquee intriguing things that the Halcyon was the setting for the honeymoon of a quote unquote special couple. This was mentioned again as a after the fall of the Empire situation. So he didn't say who the special couple was. It's kind of hard not to imagine that it's Han and Leia that he's talking about. And he says that there's going to be a whole story about that in, quote, a year or two. So that one 
is a little bit further down the line and won't be obviously part of the High Republic storytelling initiative and probably not part of the Halcyon Legacy comic series. It sounds like that's going to be its own standalone situation. And it seems that that could have some sort of implication to the storytelling of the Galactic Star Cruiser as people get to experience it in you know our present day because of the fact that the situation about the cargo hold being retrofitted for smuggling for the resistance may have been suggested to the captain by a certain quote-unquote princess now general again leia was not named in this presentation at all but who else could we be talking about in this situation and the captain started out as a quartermaster on the ship 30 years ago. So at the time that presumably it's Han and Leia were honeymooning on the ship, that quarter that you know person would have been working on the ship as a quartermaster and later captain. So you would imagine that, that character is probably going to show up in whatever Han and Leia storytelling that's about. And that's how Leia is going to get to know her. And form the basis of the relationship that leads to the smuggling operation that happens when people in our world get to go on this immersive adventure. And as a fifth and final takeaway, I'll just mention that they had conversations about the merchandise and about the food situation that they are creating elevated experiences for all of this. And they showed examples of the food and talked about it. And Ashley Eckstein raved about it and said that she'd been dreaming about it. And some of the stuff just looks amazing. And it is supposed to be sort of like real world dishes, but given a bit of a spin, it does look fascinating, I gotta say. And the merchandise stuff, they also took it to the degree that they're kind of treating it like a cruise ship for all intents and purposes. And so they're having stuff being sold that's Chandrilla Starlines stuff and Halcyon specific stuff, but they also have stuff that seems like it would appeal also to just, you know, Star Wars fans in general. Like they actually have a full set of Leku, like head tails that you can put on, like, you know, if you want to, you know, cosplay as a Togruta and according to Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein excuse me so you know if anybody <laughs> should have a good sense of you know what that might be like you know, that's her and she was blown away by the example of you know what they had to offer in that way so to wrap it up it just seems like the storytelling is just going to be spectacular like that aspect of it that's the thing that I just you know, I'm really fascinated to learn more about and how the experience unfolds and the kinds of decisions that people make. So apparently they're going to have you know people going on test runs through it and it's already sort of happening. And one beautiful thing that they mentioned is that some of the first people to go through the experience when it goes live are going to be Make-A-Wish recipients and their families that they're going to be some of the first people to have the full, you know, unveiled Gal Galactic Star Cruiser experience. And I think that's just wonderful. That's a terrific thing to do. But I know people are going to be posting about this stuff on YouTube, just like they're posting on YouTube about, you know, Smuggler's Run or Rise of the Resistance. So even if you don't have the opportunity to go, just like I haven't had the opportunity to go to Galaxy's Edge, but I've been able to, you know, learn stuff about Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run by watching playthrough videos that people have recorded there. And I'm sure the same is going to happen with Galactic Star Cruiser too. So I'm definitely looking forward to learning more about the storytelling aspect of it and just how they unfold the experience. It looks like it's going to be 
just an amazing situation. And so, yeah, there you go. That's what I've got for you that came out of the Destination D23 Expo that's happening this weekend at Walt Disney World. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Seven by Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.